Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. you miss the glory days of talk radio where the hosts knew their stuff and were not spreading fake stories? What would it be like if those same hosts could speak their mind and not have to answer to management for it? I have just the thing for you. Spencer Hughes Podcast Adventures is the new show from Spencer Hughes, formerly of Fox News Radio and a host of other places. For as little as $1 a month, you can have access to Spencer again. His insights will make you think, and his humor will make you laugh. This is your chance to help a man build his dream and support his family. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Spencer Hughes today and subscribe to one of the several levels you can choose from. You will not be disappointed in the content you are going to begin receiving. Patreon.com forward slash Spencer Hughes. Adventurous content the way radio used to be. So, we have a guest tonight. We have a guest? Yeah. We've got this guy. He hosts The Bitter Truth with Abe Abdelhadi. So, we've got Abe here tonight. He, uh, in his show, he asks questions that the masses find difficult. He's been a musician, comedian, and he put out a novel in 2015 called All Together Now. All of these endeavors have one thing in common. And that is his desire to tell the truth. Welcome, Abe. Hello, guest. Hey, hey, how are you? We're we're doing good. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. I'm just uh, you know wrapping up a Monday, as it were, and I'm on my second Michelada because it's been that kind of a day. So uh, I think we should I think we should have a great chat between the three of us. <laughs> it sounds like it. Sounds like it. And it's and what is it? It's only Monday. Oh, wow. Totally it's only, and it's only Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the, uh, I had, I had an interesting day and then, you know, like an idiot cause I knew I was going to come on tonight and I thought, well, I got to find something that, you know, going to go up my ass. And sure enough, within minutes, I see Antonio Sabato jr. Uh, talking to Chris Cuomo and he did the near impossible. He made Chris Cuomo look smart, which was insanely difficult <laughs> to do. And, um, it's like it, we're, we're, we live in idiocracy. You know, every, every fucking two-bit has-been actor thinks they can just run for office now basically because they need a six-figure income. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, he kept going on about his God and his Jesus and all that. I'm like, dude, if any other, in any other industrialized country, if someone was raving about God and Jesus and, and quoted the Bible like we do here, they'd be run out of town on a rail. You can't do that in Canada or England or anywhere else. And, and here we got these guys, you know, they're God and they're Jesus. I mean, Scott Bale for Secretary of Defense. I mean, it's just, ugh. That's accurate. Annoying. It's just annoying. And it, it's, right, it's right there. It, that is what Canadians do. They run them out of town. Well, yeah. Well, and that it's, it's, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's on the right or the left. I mean, Oprah's no better. You know, a couple of months back when she was kind of bending about the idea that she wanted to maybe run for president or, you know, she was kind of putting her little sinister feelers out there for everybody to get excited about it. 
And I'm thinking, what the hell does she know about being president? Just because Cheeto Jesus is president now doesn't mean we need to do it again. And she was for the Iraq war, by the way. That's a disqualifier. Right. Anybody that was for that fucking war, it's just it's a disqualifier. <laughs> and everyone seems to ignore that because it's Oprah and she gives away cars and makes people feel good. And Oprah, if you remember back in the um, when that show started, like early, late 80s, early 90s. Right. But like right. the first four or five years of that show, it was Jerry. It was Jer- it was Jerry Springer. Remember that? Yes. It's funny you mentioned that because we were just talking about something about this last night where um, it was, she was competing at the time with Sally, Jesse, Raphael, if you remember. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and the stepsister who was a cousin of the transgender guy who was their dad. I mean, it was all that chair throwing shit that Jerry Springer used to do. And then about four or five years into her show, she's like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And she started getting all uplifting and everything. And I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it just seems like we've gotten dumbed down so dramatically. And it's all about identity politics now that, you know, you've got all these folks basically on the left or the right. And they want you to side with their guy just because he's a Republican. And if you don't like Antonio Sabato Jr. or whatever, then you, then, you know, then, then the right's going to have a problem with you. And like Maxine Waters is any better, you know? Right. And right. Uh, he's on Chris Cuomo's show, and he, he was he was talking about how she should be in jail. And Chris Cuomo's like, "Well, that's that's not really constructive." Well, fuck constructive. She should be in jail. She's been investigated like eight or nine times on ethics violations, and she brings up the race card every single time she's investigated. I mean, it's, it's like half of the rumors are true, right? If you're investigated that many times, there's got to be something there. Yeah, there's, there's got to be something wrong, you know? Like they say, but, "Where there's smoke, there's fire," right? Hundred percent. And that's the thing that really chaps my hide about watching a guy like him or or what have you is that we've, we've gotten worse about the identity politics now where, excuse me, you got these pearl clutchers, you know, faint. I, I think it's fake. I don't think anyone's really shocked, but that, you know, the whole, excuse me, Sarah Sanders thing, you yeah. know, over the weekend, she got asked to leave a restaurant and I did it politely. Yeah. And then you put it on fucking Twitter the next day, which I think yeah. is a couple of ethics violations if I'm not mistaken, because you are a government official, right? You're not supposed to be doing that kind of crap. And, you know, everyone's on the right. It's like, oh, yeah, she's, you know, she's got class. I'm like, fuck off. There's no difference between that red hen, red hen restaurant person and the gay cake maker. Right. right? It's just, the gay, it's anti-gay cake maker yeah. people. Yep. And they, they applauded that. Yeah. The, the guys on the right were like, oh, yeah, well, it's just religious right. And, well, maybe it's the red hen person's religious right not to serve assholes. How about that? You know, it's, it's, it, it, there's no, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's the, it's the idea of the act itself. You know, if they, if, if you walk into any business that says we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone, which is, which is largely true. Now, if, if that is some kind of a racist tenant or something like that, and that's what their, that's what their refusal is based on, then they're going to get into a lot of trouble. But just to sit there and say, Hey, you know what? Unlike Kirsten, What's her face? The Department of Homeland Security lady who was in a Mexican restaurant last week and got shouted out of the place. Um, the restaurant owner here was like, yeah, let's not have that scene. How about we just remove the problem? How about you just go away? And we're re- really sorry about that. And, and, and you know, instead, instead, of, instead of just accepting it, and nobody accepts anything that the other side – it's okay when your side does it. This is, this is the thing that I really right. just – I get indignant about on a daily basis. It's okay when your side does it. 
But when their side does it, it's it's the end of the earth. Well, yeah, it makes me think of the um, Tori and I have talked in past episodes about the uh, football players in the NFL kneeling during the national anthem, and everybody's everybody's right. in an uproar uh, about that. Um, but then you know the people who support their right to do that. When a bar owner decides I'm not going to play NFL game because they're kneeling for the national anthem, they get on an uproar about it because he's on the opposite side. Right, right. And then, and then the other part about that argument, the, 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 the right wing, actually both parties, they're like my mother. They, they, they never miss an opportunity to be offended, right? They just they clutch their pearls and like, oh, my God. You know, the guys on the right <laughs> that are against the kneeling, it's, they, they change the argument. They're, oh, you're disrespecting the flag and the troops. You're not patriotic. That's not what they're saying. You know exactly what they're saying, but you're changing the argument. A good analogy I like to use when I'm talking to my so-called conservative friends is imagine my girlfriend catches me with titty pictures on my phone from some girl at the gym. Okay. And I say, well, why are you spying on me? Why are you going into my phone? That's exactly what that kind of an argument is. Yeah, now, I'm, now I'm gaslighting her. Now I'm make right. Now I'm turning it around and gaslighting her. Instead of acknowledging that I got caught cheating, I'm saying, "Oh well, you shouldn't be on my phone." These guys are kneeling and they're saying, "Hey, police brutality, everything else. The numbers are there. Video. Well, now we have everyone with an iPhone." And what, are, what the, 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 the folks on the right are freaking out, clutching their pearls, and you know, it's, we're offended. Ignoring the fact that the NFL has taken over $15 million between the National Guard and the Department of Defense and the Pentagon since 2009 to stage these patriotic uh, love fests. And they started doing it, ironically enough, when President Obama came in because he wanted to hide the fact that he was ramping up the two wars that Bush left us with into seven, now eight. And you got to manufacture consent. You have to manufacture consent. How do you do that? You militarize a fucking football game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, but it's, but it's like you said. It doesn't matter. I, I like I, I can criticize both sides because it doesn't matter which side quote starts it. The other side always has to take the opposite viewpoint, jump up and down about it, scream and yell about it. I mean, in this situation, we we talked at ad nauseum about this recently, but the situation with the children being separated at the border. That's been a U.S. policy for mm-hmm. 21 years. And now, because we yep. we don't have a president you like, you're going to jump up and down and, and point fingers at him rather than say, we need to fix this policy because it's making our country look like a bunch of dipshits. Well, and, that, and that's the thing is, 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 and I say this to my friends all the time, that like, oh, I hate him so much. Don't you dare create some relativist argument. Well, it's not a relativist argument. It's relativist fact. You know, what I was hoping was is that Cheeto Jesus would be so ugly. You'd pay attention to the crap that Obama and Bush did, but you're not, you know, W's on the Ellen show six months ago, you know, and uh, on, on another program, Oprah was stroking W's hand. Where do we go now? Like what? Like he's the Buddha. Yeah. Fucking prick got us into two illegal wars. He, sh- he should be in jail for war crimes. And you're, and you're sitting there making him out to be this, this, this grand wizard. It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's maddening because what happened is, to the left especially, they allowed Trump to steal their critical thinking skills is what happened. You know, they, they, they can't think straight. And if, you tell, and, if you, and if you bring up that Obama actually built the cages, 
they lose their fucking mind. I, I, didn't, I didn't know where detaining and deporting was ever going to be pleasant. You know, so Trump ramped it up, but Obama ramped it up from W and W ramped it up from Clinton. So who gave the gun to the baby? You know what I mean? Being mad at Trump is like being mad at the meal because the chef sucks. We've got a system that is not a, a democracy. <laughs> That's a great analogy. It's so, it's so true, though. Your analogy is so true. Yell at the steak because it's, it's overcooked. <laughs> yeah. You're well done. God damn it. I wanted it rare. And, and, okay. And everyone's looking at you like a crazy person because you're screaming at a plate of food. Meanwhile, the chef is in the back. Why don't you tell the waiter to take it back and make it rare? And, 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 that's, where, and that's where we're at. That is exactly where we're at now. And it's really frustrating to watch supposedly intelligent adults just give up their critical thinking skills and not ask any questions. And, and, and I'm sure you guys have dealt with this out in California, but I had a lot of friends in the last couple of years, like my age, I'm, I'm 54, and people 45, 50, 54 years old that know me, know me for a while, they're like, oh, you used to be so... I used to think you were so negative when we'd get a party or hanging out after a show and you, you'd go on about this and that and the other. And now I kind of feel guilty because I, I, I kind of feel like I was part of the problem. I'm like, yeah, you were part of the problem because if everybody would just like, you know, do something more than download porn once in a while, maybe they would, you know, get a couple of stories in them from anything outside of the American media and, and read a couple of things. And this is back in the day when there was no internet. You had to get the LA Reader or the LA Weekly before they got bought by corporations and turned into what they are now, which are, which are garbage. But back in the day, they used to report real stuff, you know, out of Central America and everything. And right. you're, you're, you're talking to grownups, not 19-year-olds, but, you know, this whole woke thing. It's adorable. It's like, oh, you're so adorable. I'm so angry. Mm. Oh, well, that's really cute. You're so angry. <laughs> what are you going to do about it now besides be angry at Trump? You know what I mean? It's like, what are you, you're like, oh, you're so angry. That's so adorable. You're so, so precious. You're so angry. You know, it's like, what are you going to do besides be mad at Trump? Yeah, he's a dickhead. I don't like him. But, so? You, you, like last year, he dropped 30,000 bombs on Syria, right? Right. And you don't see any coverage on that in the American press. And, and, and why don't you see coverage on that in the American press? Because you've you got to talk about the 26,000 bombs that Obama dropped in 2016. Can't do that. Because we don't even want to acknowledge the wars he got us into. I know so many idiots that don't even know we are in the Middle East at all. Right, right. They think, they think we pulled out of there a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then when Hillary got busted on Benghazi, the, the, the right had her in a hearing. I mean, Trey Gowdy and all those guys. And what did they do? Asked her about the fucking embassy. How, why didn't you ask her about us invading them six months prior, knocking out a sitting leader, and how we were funneling weapons to so-called moderate rebels? Through our embassy. Why don't you ask that question? Not where were the helicopters and how come Obama was digging on the opera? That's not the questions to be asking. The question to be asking is how can we illegally invaded a sovereign nation with the same shitty game plan that George W. Bush used to go into Iraq? And now here we are six months later with four dead personnel at an embassy because they were doing something illegal that we told them to do. That question never came up. And, and the so-called liberals are like, oh, well, yeah, it's been cause yet. That's been proven to be nothing. Really? Well, the invasion fucking happened, you know? Yeah, and, and, and Sarkozy on trial right now for taking $50 million from Muammar Gaddafi to run his campaign. In 2007, he got busted for that. And then three or four years later, when Gaddafi's trying to come up with his own currency and for the, for the continent of Africa to create a United States of Africa, 
Now we decide we need a regime change. And Hillary elbows her way past Secretary of Defense and gets Obama to approve it. And we start bombing Libya with moderate yeah. rebels, which were basically Al-Qaeda and ISIS, the same guys we've paid in Syria. It's a grease fire, man. It's a death economy. Well, and they just keep repeating the same mistakes over and over and over. They didn't take enough history classes. Because the Republic has a short memory. <laughs> Say that again. I'm sorry. They didn't take enough history classes, apparently. Or they never played risk, right? <laughs> never get in a land war in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't play risk and they didn't see the Princess Bride. I think everybody in military school should at least watch the Princess Bride once. <laughs> that's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing too, is like I I I don't purport to have all the facts or or you know, I know everything. But the stuff that I know, what's funny is nobody wants to discuss them specifically, right? Like 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 last weekend I did a little pre interview for my show with a DNC superdelegate. And oh, yeah. I mean she's a superdelegate she's a superdelegate with the DNC, nice person, whatever. But, you know, the, the conversation quickly devolved because she was a pro-Hillary person. And I just let her know, listen, if you are, that's great. But if you come on the show or your, your people come on the show or whoever's campaign you're doing publicity for, this is the kind of thing I want to talk about. And then at one point, because I was hitting her up and down with all these, like, oh, my God, these pesky facts. Her <laughs> response to me, which was a typical, and Victoria, pardon me, but this is a typical girlfriend response. And I'm not dating this person. And she said, well, Mr. Smarty Pants, what do you propose we do? You know so much. And I'm going, all right, listen, my day job is employee benefits. I'm, I'm not the professional politico, but let me give you a couple of tips. And then maybe you can hire me on for six months and a half a million dollars to fix your fucking decrepit party. Let me give you five bullet points that you might want to take as an agenda so you don't sound like an idiot because your party right now only has the worldview of I hate Trump, which is not a worldview, right? And so then we started getting into these people that they keep voting for. And she goes, well, I'm from the planet of what is. And you guys get all mad at us for taking Coca-Cola money, but the, the people have deserted us in droves. And I'm like, bet, 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 bet. The people have deserted you in droves because you take Coca-Cola money, big pharma money, big insurance money, banking money, and, and defense money. And then you wonder why you're, they're leaving you. And then you say, oh, we have, we have no choice but to take Coca-Cola money. It's like you, sound, you sound like the RNC who can't you know, kick out racists and pedophiles that are running for their, for their positions. There's like eight right. races right now for... for, for um, Congress and Senate that are, are, are flat out white supremacist racists. I had a, um, an RNC girl on Saturday. We taped her show coming out in the next couple of weeks. Great person, really sweet log cabin Republican, you know, totally down with the LGBTQ and all this stuff. And I'm like, why are you with these people? <laughs> She's trying to reform the party from within. You know, I'm like, and at one point, cause her credentials were pretty impressive. And she was young when she showed up to the studio. I'm like, uh, how old are you? She's like 27 years old. I go, how adorable. Okay, great. After about half an hour of you know beating her up with some facts, she was a good sport about it because I was just like, I just kept asking why, 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 and she just kept going back to you know her abstract, and I'm like, look, that abstract platitude stuff isn't going to work. You have to have. Same thing I, I, I said to the DNC person, you have to have an agenda. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn, Labor Party in Britain, when they went all progressive and he and he and he kind of swept in. They had a 20-point agenda, 20 points, which means the dumbest guy running had to remember 20 things. I'm thinking, I'm in America. Let's simplify it. How about the Democrats come up with five things, right? You get out of the wars, free education. By the way, I'm 54 years old. Education used to be free at a state school. I went to Cal Poly Pomona for 100 bucks a quarter. Now it's $5,000 a quarter. 
Yeah. Neener, neener. When people want to tell me we can't do free education before we figured out the scam, it was free. Cal State Fullerton was 300 bucks a semester. My brother went there before he went to medical school. So now it's like but six grand a semester ago, Cal State Fullerton. Hey, hey, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And if, you know, you, you were to go back to what you were saying about um, you know, politicians and how they, they make promises that they really, when they're pressed on it, they don't have an answer. I mean, I just recently right. was on the ballot here in California running for county supervisor. And that was one of the things that frustrated the hell out of me was that, you know, my opponent might possibly like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fix X. And when you ask the question, how it was always, well, I haven't thought of that yet. And conversely, <laughs> me that, I already had the answer ready to go. It wasn't about a promise. It was about, look, here it is. Here's the plan. Now you can actually critique the plan. Can't critique the other guy's right. plan. He has not none. No, you're, you're, with you, you're you you are putting out a plan with bullet points and which can be critiqued and what can be tweaked and what can be better, and what needs to go, and right. it, which is infinitely more efficient than having some platitude. You know, well, we're running on our values. Yeah, Hitler ran on values. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like. The, 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 the KKK ran on values. You know, they, they did their thing on values. I heard a great joke today. I forgot where I saw it. But if you want to start um, a white supremacist fried chicken place, you call it KFC with three K's in it. So it's a, a chicken place for, for stutterers. <laughs> I saw that. It's fried chicken for stutterers. I saw that today. I don't know if it was a meme or if I read it, but it was just really funny. I think it was a meme. But, so but hey, hey we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Tell people where they can find you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the show's called The Bitter Truth, and you could look it up on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and there's some cooking shows and things like that, that I found called The Bitter Truth. So if you type in the words "the bitter truth" and then put my first name Abe A B E, you'll find it on all the uh, on all the platforms. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on tonight. We appreciate it. It's fabulous to have guests. We like it. Oh, I had a blast. Thank you for having me on, and let's uh, let let's connect soon, and let's have you come on my show. Sounds good to me. Talk to you soon, man. Excellent. You have have a good night. Thanks, you guys. Good night, everyone. Uh, bye bye. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed this show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.